Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A double double, and you're now tuned into. That was almost like Porky Pig. When you tuned into episode, what is this, 95 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes? Much love and respect to everybody who listened to the last two episodes that I dropped last week. If you didn't get a chance to listen, take your ass back and listen to 93 and 94. So. Uh, let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer jam screen. First things first, uh, I have to say that I stand with Jamel Hill. Uh, much love and respect to this system. If you don't know who that is, she's a uh, broadcaster on ESPN. They got the primetime slot at 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock my time. Um, and she just was uh, replying to somebody and she just called Trump out, said he's a white supremacist and espn they're trying to distance themselves from her uh the white house is trying is released an official uh statement or uh they're saying that she needs to be fired or it's a fireable offense to call the president that and this is what's so funny to me uh the past eight years when president obama was in the white house like it was just nothing but disrespect on so many levels on all networks before he even got into the white house when he was running you know people were saying that he's a muslim uh he's a fascist he's gonna usher in a new era of socialism he's a manchurian candidate can he really do the job and all this other shit and this was across the board and so now you got a uh, broadcaster on ESPN uh, who's just calling a spade a spade because we saw what happened at the press conference post Charlottesville. This man went up there without any uh, speech director or any speech prepared or uh, speech counsel counseling or anything. And he just flew off the handle and had the audacity to say that there was uh you know there was bad people on both sides and then some of those are good guys and all this other shit and i'm just like yo that's all the fuck that i needed to hear from this motherfucker because you always suspected him of being a uh, white supremacist uh just from his actions in the past and how he was trying to get rid of a uh, a black accountant at one of his casinos because he only trusted Jews. That's like a double whammy right there. So you're saying uh, niggas steal and Jews are money hungry and they know how to count every penny, right? So that's just double racism right there. And then the whole putting a C on the applications of uh, people who are trying to stay in his uh, apartments or whatever, or, uh, or his rent spaces, lease spaces, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Uh, so they would deny the, uh, the uh, application uh for a tenant they put a c on there for colored 
um the whole central park five thing you know calling for them to be uh you know to get the death penalty taken out a full page ad you know in a magazine or it was in the new york times or whatever and just how he started his campaign by calling mexicans rapists our neighbors to the south of the border just basically calling them rapists and the whole premise of him building this wall is to keep out the bad mexicans and then this whole daca thing and then this uh immigration issue uh, it's just you know jamel hill hit it right on the head i stand with her and hopefully her co-worker michael smith i need him to come out and make an official statement uh, because I need you to stand with this sister I don't want her to feel like she's out here in no man's land Like so many black women do feel like When they, you know, speak their truth and speak the truth uh, It kind of just, you know There's a lot of black women out here Who are, you know, fighting a good fight But they, they do need some support and some backup from us brothers So, Michael Smith, I'm looking at you To make a statement and to stand with your co-host and your friend um, but I believe she will be a-okay even if ESPN fires her I want her to lawyer up and go to war with Disney and she could put up a GoFundMe right now and I'm dropping some money in it as many of black folks will because she's just speaking the truth and it's time for us to start calling the fuck shit out and then there was also uh, Congress denounced white supremacists uh, in the wake of Charlottesville and then the White House would not would not join in with congress as far as uh signing some kind of document or something to condemn uh white supremacists or to label the group as something uh as you know being condemned and that just tells us all that we what we need to know it does it's just we just calling a spade a spade uh people are calling the 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 system out we're not no longer just calling out the trailer park redneck with the with the shag with the fucking mullet you know what I'm saying? Or the skinhead with the uh, fucking stars and bars tattoo or the iron cross tattoo, you know, or the uh, these alt writers were calling out the whole system and it's making a lot of people uncomfortable, you know, and that is very fine with me because that just means growth and change when you feel uncomfortable and, you know, it's uncomfortable to look at. Well, it's uncomfortable living the shit, you know, 24 seven dealing with a system just beating you the fuck down on the daily. Right. So, Jamel Hill, I just want you to know that we here, Black Omahaans, we stand with you. And us at Do-Rags and Boat Shoes, we stand with you. It's, a, it's very few of us, but we stand with you. Okay? Um, let's see what else is going on, man. Y'all see that commercial that's floating around? Uh, it's a new Gap commercial with Cher and Future. And I don't know if that was Cher's ass or somebody else they're they showing a butt shot of her walking to the steps like and they sit down on the steps and they're singing uh auto-tune or whatever and, and, and it sounds decent but Cher's yeeks are on fleek if you don't know what yeeks are they butt cheeks their butt her butt and, and i'm just like this this looks like you know the thigh to ass ratio looks legit it don't look like a fake ass or some butt pads or something like that and i'm like that can't be Cher. it has to be somebody else walking towards that um walking towards them steps because they cut away and then all of a sudden she's just sitting down and i'm like nah them them yeeks is too on fleek 
to be shared. I remember that video when she was on that uh, Navy ship and she had them little chicken cutlets out. So I don't think in her age she's been sitting up eating some collard greens and taking back shots from some brothers. So I don't I think that's fake. But them yeeks was on fleet and the commercial is cool. But anyways, uh, let's go uh, move on to uh, this Apple news. We had an event yesterday. Uh, what is it Wednesday night so yeah so Tuesday they had the Apple event with the iPhone 8 the iPhone X or the iPhone 10 and uh, you know the iPhone 10 it finally debuted and it's a Fed's dreams it's the Federalis dream because it finally has facial recognition and every time that you glance at your phone it learns your face mannerisms so it won't be fooled you know by your jealous spouse holding up a photo or wearing a mask of you or wearing your skin um so don't ever commit a crime with that iphone 10 my g don't don't ever commit a crime with that because they're gonna use your face to unlock it they just gonna hold it up to you hold the fucking phone up wake it up and hold it up to your face and straight up unlock that bitch you know if you're gonna be like and what's gonna even be crazier if you rob a bank or some shit like that and you got uh you know you go in there I don't know, maybe with just a mask over your mouth or some shit like that. They still can be like, uh, you know what? Let's crack this iPhone and see what's going on. And it's like, oh, yep, nose shaped this way, brow bone shaped this way. Yep, because not only are they tracking your cell phones, you know they taking that data from the facial recognition and putting that in some big ass da database. I mean, we just know, we just know the NSA is doing that. We know it. Everybody else knows it. And, um, you know, it's just, it's kind of like, it reminds me when they introduced that Hey Siri function without having it plugged in. So that meant that your microphone was always on no matter what. So I, I, I've been turned that feature off. I got an iPhone 7 and, uh, yeah, I turned that feature off because uh, that bitch was on. Hey Siri was on and I'm just like, nah, the microphone is always on and it's always listening. But, um, and Apple wants, you know, a G for that phone. A whole ass grand for a phone that still has a 12 megapixel camera a 7 megapixel front camera and it just they just removed the bezel so you got more screen and you have facial recognition that was the only thing that they really could tell you and then you can do something with uh called like emojis. so it's animated emojis you know after it learns and scans your face and put it into the national federal database uh, you can basically have the lion or the robot or a smiley face use your mannerisms in your face, you know, your facial movements. It's not worth a G, my guy. That ain't worth a G. All right. Um, and, you know, I think after I'm done with this iPhone 7, I think I'm a downgrade and get that iPhone SE, the standard edition. Um, that's what I got my wife last year for Christmas. And I just love the size of it. The iPhone 5 was that perfect size. And I think the SE is that 5. Yes, that 5 size. It's the perfect size. I get tired of walking around with this fucking tablet in my pocket. You know, taking up my whole ass pocket. And I just, I just want a cell phone. That's it. You know, y'all might see me. I might fuck around. And I got a MacBook already. I might just get, you know, I might just fire up my wife's iPad and just use that. And just get a fucking flip phone. You know, I'm just, I don't know. I think I'm just tired of being so accessible. So I think I need a uh, a break. You know, I might get my Andrew Luck on 
uh, because he just walks around with a flip phone and he has like a tablet. And I'm like, that's a pretty good idea. You know, only get on Facebook and Twitter, you know, when I got a Wi-Fi connection or something like that, you know, if I really need to see something. But if you need to reach me or send a text message or some shit, you know, I might fuck up the blue bubble gang and just green gang, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Just with a flip phone, the old flip burner phone, you know, with a next tail chirp on the side, you know, you know some shit like that but anyways um they they introduced the uh iphone 8 and it's same size as the iphone 7 looks just like the iphone 7 but it has the glass back and it's the same thing with that iphone x and it has an a11 faster chip a better camera but it's still 12 megapixel 7 megapixel on the front um you know and then they introduced wireless charging on both of these phones which is it's like, eh, okay, that's cool. Um, but I'm like, y'all focusing on, I feel like they focusing on the wrong shit. It's like, oh, facial recognition. Oh, we got rid of the bezel and all this other shit. Like, give us a better fucking camera. Like, we still dealing with a 12 megapixel camera. We've been dealing with that since, what, the iPhone 6? And now you're already on the iPhone 10? Like, come on, my G. And it's just like, oh, this camera has better depth perception and all this other shit and it takes better selfies like how's it taking better selfies and it's still a seven megapixel front camera though like help me out um i don't know like uh this whole facial recognition the mic always being on and shit like that i'm just i just get the feeling that amazon google and apple they're gonna team up and turn into skybed I just get that feeling. It's just going to happen. Like, they're all just going to become one conglomerate of everything e-commerce and being in your home. I mean, you already have those uh, those Alexa things, you know, those Google Dots or whatever, the home assistants. The microphone is always fucking on recording you. Always. And as long as you got that internet connection, somebody is hacking in and listening to your conversation. That's just putting a wiretap in your home just because you want to order some bounty paper towels by not, you know, clicking on a few websites or something, a few clicks or hopping your ass in the car and going up to, up the street to Target, up, up to Walmart. You're like, hey, Alexa, order me some paper towels. Hey, Alexa, play some music because you don't want to walk over to your home theater system or entertainment system and just play, push play. Or you have a remote and you're like, I don't want to do that. I just want to use my voice. Like, come on, y'all. We got to get smarter than that. Um, Yeah, I think that's all I got to complain about. You know, I, I really wasn't impressed. Everybody and their mama jumping out the window. Uh, you know, uh, broke boy shaming people. Talking about the, how they can't afford. the If you can't afford the iPhone 10, no, that's the only reason you don't like it. Because you can't afford it. It's like, no, nigga, I'm not going to pay $1,000 for a, a phone that's going to scan my face. And it, it might have a decent camera, like it does some extra tricks. Okay, that's all the fuck that it does. Like, it has more screen. Why do I need more screen? I can look at my screen just fine. Like, we're going to start walking around with a fucking 22-inch flat screen tv in our back pocket or they'll create some kind of fancy uh apple carrying case you know it's just like what happened the phone's getting smaller i missed that trend you know so you could put other shit in your pocket now you're walking around and you got this 
big ass bulky case because you got such a finely designed item i don't know maybe i'm just tired and cranky but i just i feel like the older i get the more that i'm just seeing the jig like you really want a thousand dollars for a phone with facial recognition and then the android people they just get on my fucking nerves they always come out from under their fucking troll bridge like and <laughs> we've been had that <laughs> android marshmallow been had that feature <laughs> nobody gives a fuck like apple users like we 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 just nobody is checking for y'all event y'all release a new phone like every month every fucking month like from motorola to samsung to fucking uh tampico you know to a fucking uh a zen x something you know what i'm saying y'all always coming out with something new nobody gives a fuck and then one of the uh samsung phones was like 950 bucks or some shit like that something crazy like that i think the the new note and then y'all had phones fucking just blowing up you can't even take them on an airplane so just fuck out of here but some of those memes be funny as fuck uh, when Apple users be flaming Android users all day. But I'm just, I just don't want y'all to fall for the hype to pay a thousand bucks for a phone. Like, that's a whole ass G. Like, my mortgage is like $200 more than that. But you know how crazy that is? That is fucking crazy. Like to pay a whole G, and then some people are trying to justify it by saying that, well, you know, it, it's under a two-year contract, so you're just paying on it monthly, you know, extra, you know, thirty, forty dollars on your bill. But still, you paid a G for a phone, a phone, a fucking phone. I feel like I'm just an old ass man, like shaking his fist, you know, but. It's not doing anything amazing. It has a faster chip, facial recognition, a bigger screen, and wireless charging. That is it. Y'all paying a G for that? Really? Fuck out of here. Anyways, uh, let, let me see uh, how everybody's doing on their NFL boycott. No? Nothing? Ain't nobody got nothing to say? Um, I feel like I'm the only one who's not watching the games. You know, or tweeting about it. You know, I, I, I unfollowed my coats a long time ago. Um, back when it, back in like, ooh, July, I think I unfollowed them. And then I liked the page on Facebook and turned off the ESPN notifications and deleted the app. Because uh, it just seemed like our brother Colin Kaepernick wasn't going to get signed. Um, and then we, we seen the story unravel about how uh, uh, quite a few NFL owners donated to Trump's campaign, you know, donated a million dollars or more. And, um, you know, it's just tough hearing black folks talk about their teams. And I'm just like, y'all ain't get the memo. Like this brother done lost his whole ass job. Now, granted, this man got millions to sit back on, but he sacrificed doing what he loved to speak out, you know, against racial injustice police brutality and this so-called justice system that we have and the least we could do is boycott the nfl and start boycotting these sponsors you know what i'm saying and a lot of times when i see this shit it reminds me of how these uh young black folks like to run out here like i'm not my ancestor you get these hands 
and it's like the first part is true because you because we're not our ancestors you know we're we're not disciplined enough to boycott something you know like when you had the uh montgomery boy uh bus boycotts you know you had older black men and women walking miles miles to get to work to not ride that fucking bus and crippling economy you know just to show that yo y'all need us more than we need you we can keep it pushing but i feel like right now we always looking for quick fix solutions uh we can't get on code for like the long end game you know because this is going to take time to disrupt the system and replace it it's going to take time it's not going to be one swift move and it's like oh you guys you guys are all equal no it's a constant uphill battle it's a constant fight but i'm, I'm not going to shame anybody who's out here uh watching football and things like that it's you know it's your choice uh, it's a free nation you know uh you know do what you can and um you know i'm just letting y'all know where i stand and uh, i'm standing with the folks who have been boycotting and not watching the games or paying attention to them you know so um you know that's really much pretty much all i gotta say but it is a little disheartening you know when i'm at my uh at the first plantation you know out on my route delivering and you know brothers you know who also uh work for different uh beverage companies and things like that you know try to talk to me about preseason football or try to talk to me about football and i'm just like ah you know i just play it off i'm like no nah, i didn't catch it man didn't catch it at all you know but um yeah it just hurts it hurts me a lot to see you know so many people talking about it tweeting about football and things like that um when his brother then sacrificed his livelihood for us you know so i think that's all i gotta say about that let's see what else i got up here um let's see here let, let me talk about what happened up in uh, claremont new hampshire about the little black boy being the victim of a lynching so according to reports he was uh strung up by a 14 year old white man uh, who used an old rope used as a tire swing and the boy was so badly injured he had injured he had to be airlifted to the hospital if you don't know uh, about this story so news reports are calling this child biracial uh but his attacker you know he only saw the black side of this child and this child was teased before because of his skin color by whites in this mainly white town um you know i feel like his parents should have known to educate the boy on how bigoted whites move i mean just they should have known you know you can be biracial all day you know in your home and with your family but the world is going to view you as a black person you know that i know that everybody know that so you need to hit that child with the hard truth and um you know just having that child in a predominantly white town um that's just hell and then to have him be out here confused not saying that it's the child's fault because it's not but they needed to educate that child and keep a closer eye on him you know in these type of situations um and we know on the social hierarchy you know black is the lowest of the hierarchy you know on this on this level you know it just goes from lightest to darkest if we're going from top to bottom you know it i know what everybody else know it so everyone out here you know with mixed kids you have to educate them and protect them you know especially if you're raising them in a predominantly white space you know you're putting your kids in all sorts of dangers by having them think the world is accepting of all colors and nationalities 
uh, be realistic with your kids, you know, and I really do. I pray for that young boy uh, that he'll have a speedy recovery and I wish him strength to get through this mental anguish that he is facing. Um, that's a tough pill to swallow, but, you know, a lot of my, you know, a lot of my sisters out here with white dudes and uh, brothers out here with white women, you know, love is love. There's no judgment on my side, of course. Um, but you really need to have that tough talk with your spouse, significant other, you know, about bringing kids into the world. Um, because, you know, a lot of times these kids will be confused. Um, well, not even confused, but feeling the love from the white side and the black side of the family. You think things is all, you know, Gucci and great and loving. And then you come across, you get that first uh, that nigga wake up call. You know, so I'm just saying prepare your children and just educate them knowledge of self and uh, make sure you praise them and give them all the confidence in the world so they'll know how to move and to be weary of a lot of these uh, these white folks out here. Not all of them, but just to be weary because there is that gang mentality amongst groups when there's an, uh, someone that doesn't look like the rest of them. And then uh, just staying on task, you know, with the theme of protecting your kids. I just have to say rest in peace to Kanika Jenkins, uh, the 19-year-old that was found dead in that hotel freezer in Chicago. Um, you know, I don't have all the facts about the case. Nobody does. Um, but I do know that you should always have your friends back, you know, when they're inebriated. Always, 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 always look out for your people. I was younger just going to house parties and things like that I always had my, my boys backs um, you know we go somewhere one of us get too fucked up uh, you know we will be watching out for that person and things like that so they don't get the shit beat out of them or get fucked up by the cops you know or some shit like that because um, you know shit can go real south quick you know when liquor is involved and then ladies always look out for your fellow friend and fellas um, calling on y'all to be a guardian to those that are inebriated. You know, always look out for young ladies that are inebriated and, uh, you know, check any kind of weirdo that may be lurking around an intoxicated woman. Even if it is your homeboy, you check that shit and you nip it in the bud. Seriously. Um, you know, again, I just have to say rest in peace to that young lady, Kanika. And I hope that her family finds the answers that they are looking for. Um, Hove, what you got to say? Don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right. Thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that lovely intro, as always. Um, so I guess we'll start off with we got a couple of things. A couple people selling hope like dope. Uh, we have to look at Gucci and this Dapper Dan teaming up. Um, I, I think I talked about it. Maybe I thought about talking about it a few episodes ago, uh, a few months back when Dapper Dan, uh, you know, the, the, the tweets or the streets called out Gucci for uh, just biting off his uh, his designs. If you don't know who Dapper Dan is, he had a shop in New York, uh, used to keep uh, a lot of the drug dealers rappers uh actresses actors just fly as hell black folks uh, just kept them fly as hell and like gucci designs and things like that he used to have gucci fabrics and things of that sorts and make these uh these track suits um pants suits suits all kinds of things and uh, he would just have a great flair with it and uh gucci uh back in the summer they had a 
uh, fashion show or something and uh it was a lot of those designs somebody kind of called it up like hey this looks like some shit dapper dan did back in the day i think in the late 80s maybe even early 90s and uh they, gucci got called out so bad by it on uh social media they reached out to dapper dan to see if he would collaborate on an official line and he said if the money's right uh you know if all the creative uh control kind of goes towards him he'd be good to go but i say it's selling hope like dope because uh a lot of these uh major upscale brands uh they will they you know he closed down he shut down shop and a lot of times you know they would uh these high-end brands would uh shit on this brother you know back in the day when he was making his paper using their fabrics and their patterns and designs and now all of a sudden you know they want to have this street cred and try to dabble back into black money you know it seems and get that black dollar you got these rappers shouting out gucci and shit like that uh, i just fucked your bitch and some gucci flip-flops word to future and you got niggas spending you know their their whole month's paycheck you know on some goddamn gucci loafers and a ferragamo belt and shit like that just real goofy silly shit right um but i just hope my man don't get jerked i hope he has a lawyer looking over the contract and shit like that but i just hate to see these high-end brands you know come back and you know try to get that black dollar because it's just more money coming up out the hood um that could have been recirculated you know through and through that's what i hate to see but i mean if dapper dan is getting paid um hopefully this will you know boost his career as far as getting into the fashion game and things of that sorts uh you know i would love to see him you know just make a name for himself get his shot back up and running and uh dominate the game and uh also uh selling hope like dope is a uh, motel six we'll keep the light on for you right uh so the aclu and the phoenix new time is uh reporting that motel six actually sends a report to ice uh about uh you know all who came in there who's all at the hotel and uh they arrest people based off of you know them being undocumented or being here illegally and uh shits of that sort so if you go stay at a motel six you know you didn't just hopped up over the border just uh then swam across a creek and under some barbed wire and you got some pesos you exchange them for dollars and you want to get a good night's sleep at a motel six shit ice gonna kick in your door that is fucked up to the utmost degree uh so they have a whole last report of uh guests that have checked in and they give the report to ice and it says from february up until june about 20 some people have been you know detained by ice due to these reports uh man it is hard out here for y'all undocumented folks uh keep fighting a good fight and y'all need to do what y'all can to keep the lights on and motel six and gucci out here selling hope like damn dope you know got them yellow tops two for five and if it's after midnight they two for ten bitch the price went up this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so moving on to holding this l we gotta give it to tarjay target is looking funny in the light by slashing prices on many household and food items it may looks like uh you know it looks like savings to the consumer to us 
But to economists, it looks like Target is reacting to the move Amazon made by lowering prices on items at Whole Foods at Whole Foods after its purchase. Um, I honestly believe that we are at the beginning of the end for brick and mortar stores except for grocery stores. Like it is so easy to order things online and get them within a day or two. And, uh, you know, if it's not an emergency situation, like you need to go get food or something like that, like you can wait on a shirt, you can wait on some pants, um, you might not can wait on toilet paper, uh, but it's just Amazon is just kind of killing all the competition. So I would say to all my listeners, uh, you know, uh, I think it's, it's it's getting ready to start now. They're going to roll out these new prices. So go ahead, check out Target and see what you can clean up on. Um, they, Target still hasn't recovered from that uh, damn data breach. What was that in 2014 or 2013? Uh, when uh, I think that was, yeah, it might have been about 2013 or 2014 when basically, uh, somehow they the hackers hacked all the uh the pos systems the point of sale systems and got people's credit card informations and you know got data up off of that and i remember i had to replace my my bank card and shit like that it was just goofy as hell and uh target started making all these excuses and all this other shit and they they really haven't recovered from that you know so um yeah, we're going to see what happened with Target, but right now they got to hold this L, but uh, my listeners going to hold this W because we're going to go there and ball the fuck out. Also, who has to hold this L is, I should say, former uh, <clears throat> Seattle mayor, uh, Ed Murray. He is stepping down. He stepped down today to uh, due to numerous sexual abuse allegations that have surfaced. You know, he claims that he is innocent, but will step down due to the distractions the claims have generated um excuse me his cousin is one of the accusers saying that ed would molest him when he was a teen and ed was in his 20s okay now unless you were small and underdeveloped i feel that a teen boy can get a man up off of him in those situations but who knows it might have been some mental manipulation going on or something like that but uh that seattle mayor ed murray like bro you gotta hold this l you can't be out here you know doing shit in the dark dude. and then it's you know, it's always gonna come to light no matter how long down the line this man is almost like 60 or something like that or he's in his 60s and uh his one of his accusers his cousin is like I think late 40s or early 50s or something of that extent. And there's more men who have came forward about what's going on in this situation. So Ed Murray and Target, y'all got to hold this L. Maybe you can get a job at Target, Mr. Murray. But still, hold this L. And don't steal nothing, too, on your shift. And learn how to work that cash register, please. Thank you. You win. Perfect. All right, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes. Uh, first things first, we have to give it to uh, Sloane Stevens, uh, the young lady who won the uh, U.S. Open. Uh, just shout out to her uh, for doing her thing and just thriving and being ranked so low and then just shocking the world. That was some Ali status shit right there. And thank you for continuing to push the tennis culture forward. Serena has dominated for so long. Her and uh, Venus, so a lot of times they like to say it's a fluke. 
uh, with them. You know, they're just two of a few. But uh, Sloane Stevens is still pushing the culture forward. This young black sister doing her thing and inspiring, you know, uh, little girls of all colors, you know, to keep fighting a good fight and to keep going and uh rankings don't mean shit when it's just you going mano y mano or uh you know 101 uh you just need a shot that's all you need you just need that opportunity and you make the most of it also your man uh kobe bryant kobe bean bryant is getting both of his jerseys retired uh later uh, this year is either in December or January with the Lakers, uh, five-time NBA champion, um, two-time finals MVP. And uh, I think it's dope because it's hard to uh, follow in the steps of number eight, which is Froby. He was the Batman and Shaq Superman. It was pretty much a dynamic duo. Uh, Kobe was putting up numbers in those in, in those uh, in those playoffs all the way through when they won them three titles and then when they lost two. Um, and then, you know, number 24, the Black Mamba, you know, that's that's a tough act to follow. I loved the Black Mamba after that, that Colorado case. And he caught that hell like when the media turned on him. Ooh, I loved that Kobe because he played with so much just hate and passion and anger and just fuck y'all. I cut the fro. I got these tattoos. I changed my number because I feel I'm one better than Jordan, even though you're not. You didn't get that sixth ring, buddy, and you were you you weren't undefeated in the finals. You lost um, uh, a couple times, and uh, man, but I just loved that passion and that that hate was driving him. I just loved that. I love that he embraced the villain so much that people just had to be like, "Fuck it." like there's nothing we can do to this guy and he just had this laser like focus and even on top of that to see Shaq win a ring without him with D-Wade down in Miami that just that just added you know that was more fuel on top of the Colorado incident how the media turned on him and demonized him and shit like that and uh man I just I love to see a player just play with just so much anger and vitriol and just using those dark emotions to just to conquer and just to be the best that you can be like mj was like that uh remember in the uh the finals against the trailblazers the portland trailblazers everybody was talking about how um clyde drexler was better than jordan so that drove him like oh oh word and then the year later, I think, wasn't it Charles Barkley who won the, was he the league MVP maybe? I think so. Charles Barkley might have been league MVP. And uh, he made that statement that God wanted them to win. Oh, man, MJ was tight. And then when Carl Malone won the league MVP also, and he had to face that that black cat that black panther mj like i love to see that i love that i love to see a player play with so much just anger and i'm gonna prove you motherfuckers wrong and it's the same thing that we saw with russell westbrook this past season with the offensive onslaught of him averaging a goddamn triple double in 2017 
just with Kevin Durant leaving and just him playing with just so much fire and anger. That's I love that, and I hope that he keeps that. And I've been seeing those videos from that Black Ops basketball camp of him developing that mid-range game and that fadeaway. I was like, okay, okay, it's, it's looking nice. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, Kobe, that's a tough act to follow. Like they had to retire both them numbers. Like you couldn't follow Froby and you definitely couldn't follow the Black Mamba. Like the dude went out in his last game, even though it's against, you know, the bum ass Utah Jazz. If the Jazz would have beat the Lakers in his last game, they would have I think they would have almost secured a playoff spot or something like that if somebody else lost. And he was like, fuck that shit. Y'all ain't going to the playoffs. I ain't going either. But here's these 60 points, so you gotta hold this. You know. And then also, shout out to Rihanna's Fenty Beauty brand. Her whole makeup line is sold out pretty much across the US in the darker shades, right? And it was over 40 shades, 40 palettes of you know, from the whitest white to the darkest brown um that you could find and um every shade in between for every single woman out there and all you saw like a woman tweeted this on her twitter page about different makeup lines that she follows on instagram and all it was was like chocolate skin tones that's all it was trying to dip into that fenty uh dollar trying to pander to black women and the darker skinned women you know of the americas and what is crazy is a lot of these lines don't have you know darker colors for sisters out here so a lot of times you know sisters be out here with their natural colored neck and they face all light and shit like that and with fenty coming out with all these different complexions these different palettes color palettes uh, i don't know if i'm using the right words because i don't know too much about makeup but just to see the sheer joy on women's faces online of all colors like that was just beautiful to me like i love to see that online like women was just celebrating other women and just bigging up rihanna and then seeing rihanna talk about how you know she wanted just to have such a diverse color palette and then even the uh campaign and the marketing it just included all shades of women and it was just such a beautiful thing and now you got all these other makeup lines i know uh fucking kylie jenner was shitting a brick i know she shat a brick sideways by looking at themselves and seeing how them shells was cleaned out of them darker colors and just the variety that uh rihanna and her 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 brand you know is giving out to these women and just seeing the excitement you know i saw a lot of excitement on snapchat on twitter on facebook and i just love it and you're like it's just makeup well we know how how in high regards that we hold beauty in america you know even though i think these women are beautiful without it you know it just accentuates the beauty even more right and just to see that sheer joy it just it just was a beautiful thing especially in these tough times um just to see just so much joy over something like makeup and just celebrating differences that's 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 america right there when you look at that fenty brand of makeup that's that's america 
that's America. That's what America should look like. Just that beauty, that joy, them different shades, and the joy that it brought all these women. That's what the fuck it is. Not all heroes wear capes. All right, so moving on to health over wealth. You know what I always say, without your health, you can't enjoy your wealth. Um, We got cuffing season coming up. And, you know, I just want to talk to y'all about how to conduct yourselves and things of that sorts. Uh, So this is an old Korean proverb, and it says, words have no wings, but they can fly a thousand miles. So I'm witnessing a lot of fellas trying to uh, jump into cuffing season early. If you don't know what cuffing season is, that's, you know, between September and February, end of February, right? of uh you know just dating well kind of being monogamous dating monogamy dating um and just having somebody with you through the whole winter you know because really ain't shit to do especially if you live in a area where you experience you know winter heavy you know not like you live in you know in southern california or arizona or some shit like that or new mexico you know or southern texas um or florida but nobody wants to live in florida fuck florida but anyways so you know i'm witnessing a lot of brothers jump into these uh these situationships early seeing one nigga just make a fool of himself you know he was putting this woman up all over his uh facebook and things like that and uh propping her up and i you know i I peeped game from afar uh this young woman uh she uh she uh was about that life used to be about that life as far as uh playing niggas and spotting tricks and uh you know and uh she she found one and you know uh, about a week later he's uh you know on their on facebook pouring out his feelings and shitting on the system because he didn't peep game you know in situations like that can you really stop it no but you don't need to share it with the world right uh and i really feel like i need to put out a goddamn boot camp to tell these young niggas how to move and me being only 33 you know these guys are just like you know maybe four or five years younger than me but still just that whole ass bitch assness of shaming a woman and uh shitting on her in public and you know gossiping with women online about this woman that broke your heart uh it's just some whole shit you know you don't move like that you're not supposed to move like that you know you don't prop this woman up you know as soon as you start dating her and you know putting pics on the facebook the gram twitter snapchat whatever you know and you up here fishing for compliments and shit but you should have been taking care of home and you could have peeped game if you was paying more attention to what was going on with her as opposed to trying to get these likes and these comments and get these jokes off you see what I'm saying? You could have peeped game from actually from afar if you paid attention to it, you know? And so I don't want, you know, it's just, it's sickening to see all this bitch assness online, you know? And I don't want this to be a repeat cycle. You know, uh, so many of y'all, you know, you young cats, you know, in your late 20s, even early 30s, even some older than me, you know, y'all out here thinking that a relationship is like a fucking meme out here. Like you see a meme of a big house and a, of a couple holding hands or some shit like that. And it's just like, this is relationship goals. This is, you know, what's going to happen. You know, if you ain't trying to build with me, get the fuck on, which is true. But stop trying to live your life and your expectations 
off of a fucking meme or off of what you think is happiness looking in somebody else's window or looking into their life because you're only seeing the highlights of successful couples online like with me and my wife that's the only thing that you're gonna see on my facebook is our highlights that's it you ain't gonna catch me on there bashing her you ain't gonna catch her on there bashing me because we know any issues that we have is has to be discussed between her and i and in this home you know we have to work it out together because we are a team you see what i'm saying you can't be out here you know bashing your spouse or your lady online and, and when a man does it, it just looks like some whole shit you know it makes you look soft it look, makes you look weak it makes you look like a fucking beta you know because you're acting like one well you probably are one you know she probably couldn't put up with your bitch assness because she had to man up in the relationship so to speak you know so it's it's always a situation where and just stop taking other folks advice too you know in your relationship you know what works for y'all works for y'all you know unless you're getting a shit beat out of you you know uh ladies or fellas if you know if your lady putting hands on you you know that that ain't love you know what i'm saying i seen a video on uh mto media takeout about this couple and they were just fighting like fucking cats and dogs on a, at the train station waiting on a train to come and then the brother got so upset that he was trying to jump on the tracks and she stopped him from doing that. And then they go back to arguing and shit. And I'm like, this is just so fucking unhealthy. But so many of us don't know what love looks like. You see what I'm saying? We haven't grown up with that. You grew up with a single parent, you know, single mom, single dad, you know, or your grandmama raised you because your, your, your pops wanted to run the streets or your mama was about that life. You know what I'm saying? So grandmama raised you, you know, grandmama was single, you know, things like that. So you really didn't see like healthy love, you know, so you just up there trying to wing it and fling it and shit like that. So... I just want y'all to be careful going out here into this whole um, situationship type season, you know, and don't expect to build something with somebody that you just fucking through the wintertime. You know, if that's what y'all doing, that's it. Hey, if something else pop off and y'all continue to grow, just know that it takes work. It takes fucking work. Day in, day out, work, work 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 and just stop venting and posting all your negative shit online just stop that it makes you look unattractive it makes you look dusty it like makes you look weak uh psychologically emotionally by venting on there a lot of people like to see you in drama they love it they're screenshotting it sending it to their friends getting jokes off in eye messages clowning your bitch ass you know you have to stop that fellas you have to stop that i feel like i need to make a whole series you know about how to not be a bitch ass nigga you know how to be a man and how to stop with the whole shit you know and like i said before about taking advice uh from niggas who are single like your single friends and shit like that you know uh a nigga tell you some shit like uh oh man i couldn't be putting up with that shit you know from my lady you know uh you know because i'm the man of the house and shit like that but you witnessed your mans get beat in the face by his lady or some shit and you're like really you ain't gonna put up with that shit but just yesterday you got smacked in the face with a two liter bottle of seven up by your lady while you sitting on the couch bruh 
and you was throwing your hands up like like it's like you listen to a Busta Rhyme song. Like get the fuck out of here. Don't tell me what you gonna do or what you won't put up with. You see what I'm saying? So stop taking advice from your single friends. Seek advice from like older married couples and things of that sort. And they just gonna tell you that it's work. Uh, I remember my homegirl Kendra told me when I first got married, she was like, "Congratulations, but just know that it's gonna take a lot of work." To, to to make it be cohesive and things like that and, I, and that's always stuck with me k dog and i appreciate that those kinds of words that you gave me um you know as soon as i got married but um yeah i think uh that's pretty much all that i have to say about this you know just stop posting stop putting your business all over social media and shit like that and, uh, you know, whoever you laying down with, that's who you laying down with. You know, just keep that shit on the low. Don't be messy out in these streets, out in these tweets and things of that sort. And also, since we're on cuffing season, I am going to do a bumpers about hobosexuals. And if you don't know what a hobosexual is, it's pretty much somebody who jumps in a relationship because they ain't got nowhere to stay. You know, it's a lot of bum ass men and women out here who are hobosexuals and I don't want my listeners to get lost in the sauce. But that's all I got. Uh, That bumpers will be up this weekend for y'all and uh, just nothing but love and respect to everybody out there. Uh, The show is about a day late, but I'm sorry for that. And, uh, you know, I seen that Jamel Hill, she made a statement. She didn't apologize, um, which is great, but she did make an official statement and the uh let me see who's the group who had her back give me just a second let me let me pull up the tweets uh fuck with me give me just a second here i hate having dead air but i gotta look at my profile real quick to pull up the the tweets because it's the national uh black journalist group of sports you know who had her uh back let me see here God damn it. Give me just a second, y'all. Give me just a second. Yeah, the National Association of Black Journalists, you know, they released a statement, you know, saying that uh, they support her First Amendment rights on all matters of discussion within and outside of the world of sports. And as they do not impinge on her duties as a host and commentator. And, you know, she posted a a picture of her. you know her group of national association of black journalists uh, for having her back there's a bunch of brothers and i like to see that i love to see that because uh, you know she did speak her truth and she spoke the truth and i love to see brothers standing up with sisters who are fearless you know that just you know that puts a battery in her back to let her know that she's doing a good thing and she's not on the island alone but hey that's the end of the show uh like i said i'm gonna do a bumpers about hobosexuals and bum ass folks so uh make sure you check that out and i'll post that up this weekend probably sunday morning so y'all can listen to it in church with you you know one of your ear pods in your ear you know cracking up and shit like that while the pastor is preaching and then people looking at you funny because you done bust out laughing about the phrase hobosexual all right much love and respect one